We're on page 154. Okay. Okay, so now we're in the sugya. We're in the sugya, the sub-sugya within Bitachon <clears throat> of social or lack of social interactions, pressures. We discussed for about two weeks about how to look at loneliness in terms of the eyes of Bitachon. And we're going to move on now. As it says on page 154 on the bottom, you see in the bold, dealing with family and friends. So now we're going to discuss what happens when a person does have people to connect with family, friends, so on and so forth. <clears throat> so let's read a little bit. The author now discusses how a person who has a family and a social network should have bitachon as it relates to his interactions with them. So we're going to learn, clear, this is a safer bitachon, and how bitachon affects every sugya in our life. And now we're, we're emphasizing the sugya again of the family and friends. So let's read carefully. Let's see what the Chobos of Allah says about how, what bitachon do we have to have with our family and our friends. Yivim yiyabotech belokim bal isha ukrovim ve'ohavim ve'oivim yivtach belokim bahatsaloso mehem v'yishtadel lefro ma'ashachayiv lohem v'lasos chefzeim v'lios libo shalom imahem v'yirev V'yirev yodo mehazakosim v'yisabi v'masha yiyatov lohem v'yanemon v'chol inyoneh. So let's read. If the person trusting in God, we're talking about a Baal Bitochen here, has a wife, family, member, family members, friends, and enemies, okay, then he should rely on God to save him. In the Chovos of Avos, the actual text, he says, Yivtach belokim v'hatzalaso mehem. Rely on a Kaddish Baruch, have bitachon on a Kaddish Baruch Hu, b'hatzalaso mehem. What does hatzala mean? Save. 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 To save them, to save him from them. Okay? Bitachon is to save you from them. Doesn't really explain. V'yishtadel lefro ma'ashachayv lehem, and then go back, let's just read the unbold, what they added, that he should rely on God to save him from the burden usually associated with being involved with them. So they're learning that the, the saving is from that tircha, that burden that one feels when he has a family and friends and enemies, of course, and others. And he should make efforts to meet his obligations towards them. Right? You have, to, you have obligations towards a spouse, towards a child, towards other people that are connected to you. You have certain obligations. And uh, he should make efforts, hishtadlis, to fulfill his obligations. Vilasus chavtseim. Okay, I'll just read the English. And to take care of their wants, and to do so wholeheartedly. Okay. He should avoid doing anything that will cause them harm. Instead, he should engage in the means that will bring them good, and he should be loyal to them regarding all their matters. So Yechiel's like, "What's the chiddush? Sounds like a normal human being. This isn't. Uh, this isn't uh, in bitachon." Not a bitachon Indian. Is that what you're thinking? That and... That's, that was very nice of you, that and. <laughs> yeah? It sounds uh, almost like, a, uh, like one would treat the uh, employer or employee. It's uh, a little cold, no? Okay, well, 
it doesn't mean that we're going, I mean, with your kids, you, you have obligations, certain obligations that you're not going to have for your employers. He's sorry. not going to detail now. Save them. Take care of them. Okay, so... What's going on over here? Okay, in the next page we'll get into it. He says he should teach them Torah. Okay. That's, you know, seemingly what's the, what the Shaykh is to be talking. So, <laughs> so this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. What does this mean? The question, right? The question again. What are we saving? What's that we talking about? What are we saving this guy from? What are... Hashem sent you exactly what you need to be the best you you could be and gave you the best children and you say, oh, but I wanted that kind of child. So you should know that Hashem knows what He's doing when He sets up the family okay. structure. Okay, I, I hear that. That could be something under the lines what He means, but as He goes weiter, He does not make any mention of that. He really discusses obligations, take care of their wants, don't harm them. A little bit different than what you're saying, but you are, you are right. Bitachon would be needed in that situation. That's anything in life, though, right? That's any time a person is not getting what they want. Bitochon says, one second, let's, let's think about that for a minute with Bitochon mindset. But yes, that definitely would, would, would apply here. Okay. So, it's innate, I think, for most, when we're discussing here today, we're discussing normal people, normal logic, okay? There are crazos, extremists, we're not talking about them. Normal people. A person has, has we're going to deal with children. We could discuss any of the relationships, but we'll deal with children and we can extrapolate also to wives. But when it comes to a parent and a and child, it, it's, it's understood that there's an obligation that we have to raise them. Begashmius. And if we're a Yid or if you're some other religion, I guess, whatever, but we're a Yid, so it's spiritually also. It's our job to somehow facilitate Directly or indirectly, it is on us to help raise them. Right? This is this is Dover Pasha. Now, included in that, of course, is let's say you have to make sure that there's food, you have to make sure there's clothing, you have to make sure that they're bathed, that they their shots are up to date. You know, all the get into all the details and nitty gritty. A parent understands intrinsically, innately, that it's on him. You, you're not going to ask the babysitter, you know, to, to give them shots. That's not on them. It's, it's on you. You have to, to take care of them. It's obvious that we have to get them educated, whether we teach them and we homeschool them, or the normal way has become, right, for the many, many years, you send them to schools, you try to choose the right school, and then you send them both to learn secular, to be secularly educated so they can live a normal human life and spiritually educated. Now, that doesn't just happen. All the gashmis, and there's a million details, as anybody knows, who has, who has had children, everybody here, and both in gashmis and ruchnis, there's a million details that goes into everything. To send a kid to yeshiva, well, that, that takes money. It's true that it's my, oblig- my, it's my obligation to get this kid educated in some way. And the general way is, to ch- is how do you do that? Send him to yeshiva or school, whatever. But that costs money. Right? The, the understanding that a parent has that they have to love their child. They have to help them with their homework. There's a certain understanding, a little more, a little less, depending on the kid, depending on the parent. A certain understanding, you, you need to take them out 
on trips once in a while, you know, take them out. That takes time. That takes away from yourself. You have to give that time, you have to allocate it to the children. Right? That's not always so easy. Right? Going to get a job and feeling the pressure of all the physical needs, and a person has one, two, three, four, five children, and there's clothing, and there's, so you might, you know, you, you feel like you need, a, you need more money, you need more, a higher paying job. So slowly but surely, it happens automatically, but I'm just speaking it out slowly. The pressures build up, pressures monetarily, pressures on your time. You have to be in many places at one time. There's a lot of stress that starts to build up slowly. Where's it coming from? Well, it's coming from my job and it's coming from the fact that I have to be in 20 places at once. Why? Well, I have these children. Right? If, let's say, a person didn't have children... If he didn't have children, well then, like we said last week and two weeks ago, well, he wouldn't have to be doing carpools. He wouldn't have to be paying for the school education. He wouldn't have to be buying the latest fashion every single second. Those who have girls know. Every single second, literally. And he, he'd be unburdened. He, he wouldn't have to run around making, making X amount of dollars. He wouldn't have to allocate his time, which is already precious, already pulled in a million directions, to this kid and then that kid and then going here and going. But Lamaisa, when you do have the children, all these things build up. And there's play dates and there's carpools, and there's dentists and there's doctors. You're like, you're almost done, no? But then, but then you're not because then, then they, they could even have issues at college and they have shidduchim and then they get married and they still need you and then when they have children they come back and there I'm not there yet but it doesn't isn't well, parenting doesn't end it comes to the whole world and the mele can come with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and a lot of build up right Hashem save me so that's what he's talking about over here. And if a person, a trusting per, if a, if the per, person trusting in God has a wife, family members, friends, and enemies, then he should rely on Hashem to save him from the burden that usually associated with being involved with them. So, what does that mean? Give the kids back? Is that what it means? Save me? Take? Someone should take them. I don't want this one. No. It means that all the issues should just go away. Well, what does bitachin mean? Bitachin means let's just get it straight. Again, oh, whenever he says be talking, it always means the same thing. There's a Rebona Shalom who's running the situation. The one who gave me these kids and gave me the situation. Some kids need extra help with their homework and some need less help. Some have bad teeth. Some don't have such bad teeth. It's, it's a big range. Kajabal created all those situations. He's the only one who has any say over this. You could have a kid who eats candy all day long with no cavities. And you have a kid who doesn't eat any candy and he has tons of cavities. It's up to him. We'll talk, of course, there's a shtadlis. Toothbrush is a shtadlis. And a Kodesh is doing it ultimately for my best. Right? Even though I'd like to sit on the couch now and relax and not do homework with my kid, but a Kodesh Baruch knows it'd probably be better for your own personal life not to be lazy, but to, to work on your frustrations, to work on your laziness, to work on your being a father and get up and help the kid with homework. Again, I'm being, we're speaking generally. I'm not speaking in anybody's specific situation, obviously. <clears throat> so this is, this is what he's talking about. Bitochen can be used 
moment to moment when dealing with children. All of their wants. If I would count up the amount of times that they say, Tati, can I? Hundreds per day. And I have to fend some off. They say, yes, some. I have to fend some off. You, you think you have it hard at work. You know, so many demands. You have like a few little kids. They have many more demands than it by work. And you also like them. The guys that work, eh, who knows if you like them or not. The kids you like. There's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of stuff going on. But bitachon can help alleviate that. A lot of the response that we have, whether it's the frustrations or the, you know, <clears throat> can you just leave me alone right now? Tati's busy. Or whatever. It could be anger even. But all the stresses that come from the work to pay for the kids and then in the back of your mind, if the kid, you know, if he wouldn't have, had, if he wouldn't have eaten the candy, then he wouldn't need the dentistry work and I wouldn't have to spend $5,000 and maybe I could uh, come home early. But because I need all the money, I have to stay late at work and it's stressing me out. Sometimes without person knowing it, it's coming out on the kids. But that's because you don't, that's because a person's not aligning himself properly with Bitochen. Right? Because Bitochen doesn't, it's not me to the kid. It's always between me and a Kaddish Baruch. That's always the relationship. Right? That's the Ikka relationship. Through that, we can properly deal with the child in all the situations. And we make many mistakes, and we're human, so we're all going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Or, I don't want to say mistakes. It's a dangerous word. But there are things that we could sometimes do better. Yeah, choices. Make better choices. I like that. It's nice. Thank you. We can make better choices sometimes if we would align ourselves properly to be talking. Again, very often the stress, all these things create bad choices. When a person's stressed, he's going to make bad choices. When a person's frustrated, he's tired, he's bothered, he's going to generally make bad choices. Or at least a higher percentage than when you're calm. <clears throat> well, how do we deal with those bad choices? Well, we've got to deal with the stress. We've got to deal with the anxiety. We've got to deal with... How do you deal with that? It's bitochen. It's bitochen. Yes? So the first, the first understanding of how bitochen <coughs> applies very clearly, I think, and openly to the sugi of, let's say, children, but it's also with the spouse. It's also with other social interactions. But the kid, we'll do with kids and we can understand how it easily goes to the other sugiyas is to work on Bitochen to save us from not the situation necessarily, but from the response to the situation. Right? The frustration as a response to what's going on with me and my child, Bitochen can calm that, calm that frustration down. I'm not giving the kid back. I'd rather have the kid with all his dental problems than not have the kid, but I want to have that with calmness. Some kids can have dental problems. Again, there's a million... Things. So how do you deal, how do you have the kid with the dental problems and become? That's bitachon. That's what it means to be saved. Saved from my own, you know, inappropriate emotions. Right? That's what I think he means. We have a lot of obligations. And also a person, he says, what does he say? We have a lot of obligations. Kids, to a spouse, maybe to parents. With a lot of obligations. And we're going to do them. But what does he say? You should be wholehearted. Meaning, 
I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to buy my wife the thing that, I, that she wants. But am I doing it with ahava, wholehearted? Or am I doing it because I have to? Am I an evid to my wife and to my kids? Or am, I a, or am I a husband to my wife and a father to my kids? It's a big difference. If you don't want to do it, and you do it in panemius, you're an evid. That's, a, that's, that's one of the understandings of what it means to be an evid Hashem. No one's asking you what you want. You do what a Kaddish Baba tells you to do. But we know that's, that's the lower level. There's a higher level, of course, as being a ben to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, a loving son who wants to do the will of his father. So too, it's the same with our obligations to whoever it is that we're talking about. Children, spouse, friends, maybe. The libo, the libo shalem, the full heart is going to come when a person has shlemus, when a person's dealing with bitachem. Knowing that all the wants and the desires of these kids, it's coming, ultimately it's coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, for my best self. Kaddish Baruch Hu created kids, they're all the same. They all could really frustrate you. But it's because the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants you to work on your frustration. Right? How else do you work on frustration unless you're given nisyonus or frustration? If you just lived in a house by yourself for the rest of your life, you've never been challenged in frustration. But then you're not an ishalim. You're just a guy who maybe or maybe not would get frustrated in a situation. We don't know. But a person goes through the situations, goes through the nisyonos. And then with bitochon, he's able to conquer them. Now he's, now he's going to do everything libo shalim. That's amazing. That's awesome. Now you can fulfill all your obligations even the ones that yesterday were so annoying that you had to do, and now you're happy to do it. Because you realize it's for you. Again, without bitachon, you think that everything is just these kids pulling at you, the wife pulling at you, or the husband, right? If women are listening, right? The husband pulling, they're just pulling at you. Now, sometimes there are inappropriate uh, requests, and we'll get to that maybe in, in the next section in a minute. But let's say the, the regular normal obligations... If we work, again, if we work with Bitochen, recognizing that it's, it's, this is for me. Kaddish Baruch wanted us to have kids and a spouse to build me. Bitsalmenu kid Musainu. That's the program. Does it make sense? Any questions on this, this uh, portion? Okay. So let's go to the, uh, let's go to the, next, the next section here. So on page 156, again, this is even what we just said, where I added many more details to what the Chavos of Avos said. He was very, very general, very, very general. And you could really miss the point, I think. Even the details I said, there's a million more details, and you really have to work on it. It doesn't just go in your head in one second. I will tell you that I was, I was talking to somebody on Shabbos, and we were discussing Bitachon a little bit, and I said, he was telling me that, <clears throat> and he's in the beginning, he's working on it, but sometimes when he gets into a situation and he starts to get very, very frazzled, he's really behind the eight ball. It's very hard for him to bring the bitachon in, which I get. It's hard to calm himself down believing that a Kaddish Baruch wants us to be, which we've discussed. We don't want to use bitachon ever. I'm saying this again for like the 10th time. Bitachon is not an SOS emergency situation. Hmm. Bitachon is the way you wake up in the morning. It's the first word you said, Moda'ani lefanecha. It's a proactive way of living. You have to understand that. It's not only when you want to make money and you need a job or you need to win a lottery, you start to think, Kaddish Baruch Hu, I trust in you. Please help me 
X, Y, and Z. Or if there's low lane or a bad situation, now you're like, oh, please save me from the situation. That's not bitachun, that's, I don't know what that is exactly. It's uh, davening, I don't know. It's not a bad thing. But that's not, that bitachun according to the Chobos of Avos is a life saturated with trusting in a Kaddish Baruch the second you wake up to the second you go back to sleep. It's a default mode. But in a... Uh, no, it's in other words... Uh, that it's a, it's an a, operating it's system. Really it's an operating system. Operating system. Yeah, default makes me nervous. Yeah. It's yeah. an operating system. That's what it is. It's an OS. The goal is to get there where it's default mode. What? The goal is to eventually get there where that's the default mode of the operating system, but you've got to upgrade it. Yeah, they make the changes. So... Oh, so I was telling this guy, telling this guy that what one could do, right? We over the course of the, the shirim, we've given different eights. Um, a person can and should, if he knows that there are certain situations that throw him off in life, whatever it may be. If he knows today he's going to go into a, a meeting, he knows he's going to go into something difficult with his kids, whatever it may be. <coughs> There's a bitachon meditation. Spend a quiet minute or two. Visualizing very basically it could be even if you're not. I'm not saying uh, with actual pictures. Just visualize. Meaning, think about the situation in your brain as best as you can. Knowing I'm going to go into the situation, I might get overwhelmed, but I'm going to remember bitachon and say it out. Kaddish Baruch wants me to do this today. He's the one who's in charge. Only him. Nobody else. It's ultimately for my best, even if I don't see it, I don't understand it, and it looks the opposite of what I would expect. I want to drop all expectations. I'm going to go into this situation 100% trusting in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, however it comes out. Right? If you do that before the day, you do it before the situation, you have a better chance, but that's the Avod Bitachem, slowly but surely getting it dripped in. That's, that's what it is. Bitachem, we should be so good in our Bitachem that we never even have to use our Bitachem, if you know what I mean. You don't have to use it. It's just, you just go through life and just, you're with God. Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. But what it doesn't mean, before I get to the next part, which we'll, we'll start, what it doesn't mean is that a person is supposed to become a robot and, and become emotionless. It's not what it means. Low lane, a person has someone to pass away. That's sad. That's, that's sad. There was a person, there was a connection to this person, and this person was taken out of the world. Did a Kaddish Baruch decide it was the best? Of course. That doesn't mean a person shouldn't cry. Kaddish Baruch wants us to cry. That's part of human experience. That's part of growing, is to be able to cry. The, what Bitochen does is it rids us of the inappropriate re- reactions. Be sad, but don't be depressed. Mourn, but don't be despondent. Right? Don't fall more than... Don't fall. Being sad is not falling. Sad is being human. Yish, hopelessness, despondency, just becoming negative, self-destruction. That's a problem. That's where B'Talchon says, don't, don't go there. Kaddish Baruch wants this to happen. Hashem wanted someone to pass away? Yes, that's how life goes. So I could be sad, that's okay, that's what Hashem wants? Yes, you can be sad. You could cry. But don't become depressed. After seven days, we got to get back up. But then there's 30 days to still remember. And then after the third days, there's a year of Kaddish. You still remember. Right? I, we're not just, we don't just say, no, no, you're, 
just trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu knows what he's doing. It's okay. Just move on in life. No, there's we're humans. The Kaddish Baruch Hu made us in, in a certain way that we have to grow. We have to work. We have to be connected with real emotions. What Bittachon does is rid us of the inappropriate reactions. It lets us live, I think, more full emotional, more fully emotional, more be- better, better equipped. Yes? Yes, knowing how to react in every situation would be you know, part of it. I mean, mourning in, in the case of a death is appropriate. Mourning in the case that, where you lose the deal or whatever, you know, like, that's inappropriate. Like, that's through Bittachon work. Is gonna, that's going to help all these things. Can help all these things if you work through it. It's not just going to happen. You have to work through it. Person has a deal go down and he, and he starts to mourn. If he has the bitachon, at least intellectually, well, now let's work through this. Should I be mourning over this? Why well, I, I lost this deal. This this could have been worth millions. Well, let's work through the situation. Well, do I believe that there's a bariolam? Do I do I actually believe and trust in him that it's going to be okay and he'll get it from me in a different way? Or did I even really need it? Maybe I didn't even need it. Start questioning. The people who don't have bitachon, they just go into the mourning stage. That's it. They're despondent. And then time will heal at some point. They'll get out of it. Or maybe not. Bitachon, as we've said, gives you the tool to... Let's, let's calm down for a second. Let's have some fullness. Let's work it through. Let's see. Let's see. So let's go into another, another, another emotion that can come out from, let's say, the children or the spouse, maybe. So on page 156... We'll use this as a springboard. He says, "V'yorim ofne so alosam binyani atorav ha'olam avodas aborei k'mashakasav ha'afta l'recha k'mocha v'amer lo sisna esachicha bilvavecha." He should teach them. And he doesn't say who this is. Before he was talking about a wife, kids, friends, even enemies. Maybe he was talking about all this whole group. So let's assume he's talking about everybody. He should teach them the appropriate way to conduct themselves, both in Torah matters and in worldly matters. Right? Should be a teacher. If you know, if you can help somebody, help somebody. Ruchnis, Gashmis, which will benefit them in their service of the Creator. Specifically, you should help someone in their Ruchnis. <clears throat> as it's written, you shall love your fellow as yourself. And that that friend is not specifically a friend. It could be a spouse, it could be children, it could be a friend. As it says in the, in the passage before, you should not hate your brother in your heart. Right? So again, if you just read this straight, you'd say, okay, I get it. These are mitzvahs in the Torah. These are very, very big mitzvahs in the Torah. And it's negative counterpart. What, what does that do with Bitachah? Now, one... One nakuda bitachon that it has to deal with, and we've learned this, is that to, for a person to properly have bitachon, for a person to put himself in the position personally to be able to trust in Hashem, I'm gonna, right? Again, from our perspective, not Hashem, from my ability to be able to properly trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it is very dependent to be doing a Vodas Hashem properly. But it is not 100% dependent. I want to put that in parentheses because we've learned that. A person who is not doing a Vodas Hashem properly still is allowed to and can and should trust HaKadosh Baruch Because that will get you out. 
But that's end parentheses. That's not really for now. Put that to the side. But what is for now, and, and just the first Nakud I want to mention, is that if we're good over the Hashem and we're trying our best, we'll have more of an ability to be able to live by the 155 pages before that we've been learning. We have a better chance. And part of that is teaching, being a spiritual person, being a Ruchnis person, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, and teaching it to others. But maybe, maybe we could try to bring out an Akuda from this and how it deals specifically with Bitochem in, in situations with emotions. So I'll give you, I'll tell you something that, that hit me yesterday. I told the teens this. This is the Devartar I said to the teens yesterday. It's really more for adults. But, yeah. So I was asking like this. So yesterday's Parsha. So we have, yesterday's Parsha is, is, is the Parsha of Chinuch. Right? Yitzchak, Yaakov and Esav, each going their ways. So one could, one could look at the Torah, could, and just read the Parsha, and hear a little bit of Chazal, and when it says that Esav comes, Ayef, he's tired, and right, and that's when Yaakov gets him to sell the Bechor. Why is he Ayef? Because he just murdered people, he was just Mezana, he's a Kofir, Gemara says all these horrible things. And the Vaitu you hear when Esav gets married, and it's a Moras Ruach, it's very bad to Yitzhak and Rivka, and you see Esav tricking, and then at the end he wants to kill Yaakov. You could look at the Parsha and say, wow, Yitzhak and Rivka Taka failed. They failed miserably. I mean, with Esav at least, Yaakov, they got a good one, and Esav, the Parsha just failed. You know? Look at this guy. You're saying bad parenting. That's what you could, that's what, one could look at the Parsha. Obviously, I'm not going to say that, but you could say that, clear. (laughs) What do you mean? They blew it. They blew it. Now, I gave the kids a marshal. Should I give them a marshal? I'll give them a marshal very quick. I said like this. I said there was a guy, whatever his name is, and he, as a young boy, his father trained him to be a chess player. Chess player. And he was very good. And throughout his life, his younger years, he got very, very good. <coughs> he became a master, a grandmaster. He was playing at a professional level. It wasn't his profession, but it's a hobby of his, and he was very, very good at it, and it gave him confidence. So finally, when he had a child himself, he says, I'm going to teach my kid chess. You know, work for me. I'm going to see if it's Kedai, right? If the kid's really out to lunch, he's not going to force it on him. He's a good father. So he saw the kid was four or five years old. He starts talking about the pieces, and the kid starts to get it. And by six, seven, he's a little bit of a brain. He starts doing some moves. Eight, nine, ten. He continues going on. And they spend a lot of time together training him in chess. And the kid seems to be taking to it. And they spend many hours walking together, talking about strategies, key concepts. You understand. And as the kid's 10, 11, 12, he starts to, the father starts to set the kid up to play against other kids, older kids in the town, maybe even adults. You know, just come to the house and play. And every time his kid would win, he'd take him out for, you know, Seasons Express. He'd take him out to restaurants. You know, to be mechazek the kid and to show him that he was really proud of him. And this is going on for, for a while. And now the kid gets to high school. He gets to high school, it's ninth grade. And <coughs> he gets finally the first, not professional, but his first tournament. A real, real tournament. 64 players, schools across the county. And his father signs him up. This is it. This is the beginning of his stardom, his to grandmaster. 64 players, game by game. You have to win a few games to win. And he's all excited, and they, 
again, hours and hours of preparation. What are you going to do? Which moves? That? And they get into the first game, and he's playing, playing, playing. He loses. First game, lost, out, beat, bad. The father loses it. I trained this kid. He didn't win. I'm a loser. I'm the, I didn't do what I have to do. I'm guilty. I, I, had all, I know all the chess moves. I spent all the time with him. I must have done something wrong. I must have done something wrong. And he's just sitting there. He's just, he's broken. He's, in, he's, 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 he's Miyash. And the kid comes over to him. He sees his father down. And the kids don't really bother him so much. He wasn't, you know. And he comes over and he says, he says, you know, Daddy, you know, I see, I see you're upset, but, you know, I really, I really appreciated it all the time we spent together. I really appreciated all the talks we had, the walks, the playing with you, taking me out to restaurants. I think you're a great dad. What, what, is, what, is, what do you mean? A father has two major roles for the kids. Number one, to be a father. Number two, to be a machanich. Those are two different roles. <clears throat> you could be machanich, a child. Yitzhak's machanich Esav, till 13 years old. He was in yeshiva, he was learning, and it could be, he even looked like he was learning, right? Esav was playing the part. How is Yitzhak supposed to? Maybe Yitzhak didn't know. Maybe Esav Taka was very tricky, he was very, very hidden. We don't know. We don't know what went on. We have no idea. So, we're just using Yitzhak, Yaakov, Esav. We don't know what actually happened. We have to learn something. But we're going to assume Yitzhak trained the trade Esav, Best he could. But at 13, he's a babachira. He could choose, I don't want this Avodah Hashem stuff. I'm out of here. What are you supposed to do? No, no, Esav, come back. We'll have Fabreng, we'll have, we'll have Cholin. There's an... Esav, no, I'd rather go and just shoot arrows and kill people. What are you supposed to do? But what did Yitzhak do? But yeah, he loved him. We see that Yitzhak stayed close as a father to Esav. And Haraya worked because... Who do we say teaches us Kibra Va'im? Esav Arosha. Esav Arosha is the paramount. He is the, the poster boy for Kibra Ava'im, which is one of the biggest mitzvahs. Very, very big, right? So we see that Yitzhak was still a father. The, the Chinuch, he tried. Can you clarify why he's the poster child? I, I didn't follow. Yeah. I'm not going to go into that now, but we know that he was Mechal. Let's just say simply. He was Mechabit, his father. That's clear. Can you define being a father, please? Being a father means having a child and taking care of them with love and what's normal. Saying, Outside of a Vodas Hashem. How is that different being Mechanech? Mechanech means I'm training, I'm educating. Two different things. Being a father, I'm not training him. I'm loving him. I'm taking care of him. What? A Rebbe's mechanic. So the father has two roles. He has to be like a shtickle, like a Rebbe. Chanach Lenar al Darko is going on the father. But then he has to be a father. Love the kid. Take care of the kid. Feed him. Clothe him. Play chess with him. Love Davka educating him. So <clears throat> a father, a parent, let's just say a parent, knows he's supposed to train the child. And we do have a mitzvah. Every parent is a tra- to train their children. Could even be friends you're supposed to. But let's say a parent. Could be a spouse also. But a parent can feel very guilty when the kid doesn't take to the vachinuch. You really spend time with him to have good midos, and he is bad midos. But you, you really spend time with the kid. So now you feel, I'm guilty. 
it's my fault that this kid is a mechutzif. And that can take a big hit on a parent. That can create stress, that can create anxiety, guilty feelings, and then it could create chinuch problems, the way that you now respond to the kid, right? It can create shalom bayis problems. It can create a lot of problems because when a person feels guilty or he feels stressed, anxious, responsibly, responsible and in, in a bad way, now his system's going to be off again. He's going to probably make bad choices. So what does Bitochan say? So we learn this. Bitochan says, it's your achrayis. You have to do a shtadlis, but not the result. The result, we, if you want to, we could discuss it afterwards in detail. We're speaking now in general. We can speak details afterwards. But a person has an obligation to train a child. So you have to do your shtadlis. Shtadlis means what? Send him to school, be a good father, train the child as best as you can. Again, I'm not going into all the details. But let's say the kid says, I don't care what you're teaching me. I love you, but I don't care about God. Let's say the kid says that. You say, but God's so nice. And, and you know, there's Cholent and there's Fabrant. The kid's like, I don't care. And you say, now what? Now what Now what do you say? So you, you say, get out of the house? All right, you stink. Get out. Next. Or do you give him a hug and say, but I, I love you. I'm not going to all details of Chinuch now. But what do you do? You can sh- control every kid? Not possible. No such thing. can't even control yourself, let alone uh, another human being. Right? Our body also tells us to follow Kaddish Baruch, and sometimes we don't follow him. So we, but, 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 but we're going to control the kid. Of course you have to try. Of course you have to do shtadlis. The best shtadlis in the world, with all the love. And sometimes they need vura. Sometimes they need ahava. Sometimes they need teferis. They need a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, it's not your responsibility. Because if it was, then Yitzhak Avinu has a big blemish in his report card. Esav, Avram is Yishmal. We're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. You know what the Gemara says about Moshe Rabbeinu's children? I don't even want to say. If you don't know, I'm not telling you. You can find out later. Doesn't end off good. Who are Moshe Rabbeinu's children? Anybody know? You don't hear about them. You know? You don't know. You don't hear. The Gemara mentioned something. Child, the grandchild. Not pleasant things. That's it. So that's it means Moshe is the worst father in the world. Yes, it's the worst father. Avram's the worst. No, they're amazing fathers. They're the Avos. That's their name, and they did the best they could. But what are you supposed to do? Sometimes, what happens when a parent says, "Oh, but I, but I didn't do the best I could." I'm not talking about that right now. That that that's a little bit more complicated. You have to know how to deal with that properly emotionally. When you feel like you didn't do all that you could, sometimes you really did, and you're just being hard on yourself. Sometimes you really didn't, and still you have to know how to take the blame and not just still be talking in that. Maybe you just didn't have the capabilities. It gets very detailed. But at least if a person has the understanding of bitachon, and he's going through sugyas, let's say his children, in his head, he has new tools to work with. That's the point here. You can't go through every single detail. But a person usually raises his children without bitachon. He just, or the general bitachon, like, yeah, Kaddish Baruch will, will take care or something. Okay, that's good. But there's many, many more details that a person can enter into the cheshven when he's trying to understand his kids or deal with his kids or how he should respond to them or respond to himself or to his wife. There's millions. But if you have bitachon, true bitachon, 
that there's a Bori Olam, he gave me these kids, he gave me the spouse, he creates the situations, everything's for the best, only he can control it, he knows more than I know, he's been with me since I'm a, a kid, all the... Be- now you have the tools to, one second, let's, let's work through this. Is it really all my fault? Nothing in life can be 100% a person's fault. Then you're just a cover. How can it be 100% your fault? There's no God? The percentages I'm not dealing with now. But I'm just make, I want to make that point. Because a person sometimes goes into Yish. Who's the Yish, the hopeless person? It's all my fault. That's not true. It's not true. That doesn't mean you couldn't have made better choices. We could deal with that. But first, the person needs to be like, well, one second. Let's get the proper setting here. There is a Boreolam, and he was part of this. Let's, let's now see. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I think that may be what the Chavos Vavos is bringing out, when we have to train our children in spirituality, and they don't go the way that we would have liked. But when you think that God says to you, your obligation is to train this kid so he turns out to be a tzaddik, now you're going to have trouble. That's not what Kaddish Baruch said. Kaddish Baruch said, train your child. I'll deal with what he turns out to be. You do you. Parent, you love your kid and you try to train them. You have to do your best. But what he becomes, that's up to me now. That's my world. So it takes a lot of pressure, not off the hishtadlis. It takes a lot of pressure off the emotional response, the negative feelings, the guilty feelings, the coulda, shoulda, woulda, oh my gosh, if I only... That's what we're getting rid of because that's inappropriate. To take a shtadlis, to take a chrayis, 100% appropriate. We have to do that. Bitochen is not saying, Bitochen, is part of Bitochen. Not two different things. Your shtadlis works within Bitochen. Okay, Mitzvah Shem, we'll, we'll continue with this next week.